and welcome back to Live with Lighthouse, the show where we guide you to the technology, talent, and marketing solutions to drive your business forward. I'm your host, Joe Ray, as always, and thanks for joining us for another week of a great conversation. Really excited to have Brenda Siz on from our Lighthouse Technology Services team. Brenda is one of our technology talent managers who works with companies around Western New York and all across the country to help them find the best technology talent for their teams. Really excited to dive into Brenda's perspective on contract staffing and provide a little perspective for people who might not have hired contract employees yet, what that process looks like, what the considerations should be when they're looking to hire contract versus full-time employee, lots of different conversations. So really looking forward to this one. Hey, Brenda, how are you doing today? Great to have you on Live hey, with Joe, Lighthouse. Joe. Thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to join you. It's been such a joy to get to work with you over the last couple of years and really excited that you get the opportunity here to come on the show and share some of your expertise that I've been fortunate enough to absorb. So really thankful for your time. Uh, could you give a quick introduction to the, sure, everybody sure. listening here? And Just thank talk you for that. About I really expertise. enjoy yeah. working with you too. Um, you know, I've been working with Lighthouse for about six years now. And um, but prior to that, I have about 25 years or so working in the recruiting and TA space. So as you can imagine, I started recruiting back in the day when people would actually walk into your office and ask for that paper application to fill out by hand. So Boy, the times have changed with uh, the great technology tools that we have today. They, they, they sure have, absolutely. And um, I've really enjoyed getting to know you too. And I know you're passionate about a lot of different community causes as well. I know you've, you've gotten involved with Make-A-Wish and been on the phones during the tele telethon and things like that have been really cool. Um, you know, that, you know, what are some other, uh, fun facts that you could show? Sure. I absolutely adore Make-A-Wish. It's, it's one of my very big passions throughout the year. I do, uh, participate in the, uh, Make-A-Wish, um, telethon, but I also am one of the wish providers. So that's been a, a wonderful gift, I would say to myself. Um, and in addition to that, I actually participate, uh, with an organization as well that is called Empower Camp out of Buffalo, New York. And that is, um, a, an organization that provides for leadership and mentorship um, for some of the young ladies here in the Buffalo uh, area. So those are two really big um, things that I like to participate in. Love, love it. And such great, such great causes around the community. And you're, you're very generous with your time and sharing there. And um, I know you've done some time connecting and sharing your expertise with people in um, PMI Buffalo, Project Managers Institute. So really excited to dig into some of your te technical expertise here as well as we're talking about contract sure. staffing. So Appreciate you taking the time and uh, yeah, let's go, okay. let's go hop into it. I know we're, we're here to talk a lot about best practices for contract staffing and, th and that's a big part of, of what we do here at Lighthouse. So maybe for the uninitiated, maybe people who haven't been in the hiring manager position and might be looking to bring contract employees onto their team. Um, can you just give a little bit, you know, of a one-on-one overview of what that process of hiring and bringing a contract employee on. Sure. I, you know, I like to think that we make it pretty easy here for hiring managers at Lighthouse. Uh, one thing that may, they may need to know right away is that each company has a particular process internally for the manager to follow. And many times we know what that process is, so we can actually help to navigate them through that. The first step really that I would advise any hiring manager to do is to clearly define the role and the scope of work that they want this person to complete, um, because that's going to help to provide that strong job description for the recruiter to use. It also helps them to get to know a little bit more about the hiring manager themselves and the culture of the team. And next, you know, they would work with their TA team to get the budget approved for that contractor. So once everything is in place, the job description, the budget, the, you know, the TA process and all of that is approved, 
there's actually a really key step that I like to focus on because I see this so often uh, with hiring managers. They get so excited that they can finally fill that gap that they actually forget to block their calendars for the interview process. Um, So many of our managers are really kind of hands-on working 40 hours a week, and it's incredibly difficult for them to schedule interviews if they don't set aside the time to kind of hire someone to help out with that work. Um, So, you know, ultimately, once a recruiter has the job description, the budget range, and the timeline blocked on someone's calendar, they can work their magic to really source and screen and provide those strong, a real good strong overview of the strongest candidates um, for the hiring manager to see. And that process really helps them to eliminate the time it would take to talk to every candidate who applies to the job. So the recruiter would then really narrow down their review to the top quality talent. Um, and instead of doing 50 interviews with someone, they can concentrate on those top three. And then that final step is to actually interview those t- um, top two or three candidates. And Honestly, if there's a good relationship between the recruiter and the hiring manager, they're going to be in sync and the manager will have a decision to make at the end um, on who they want to join their team. And hopefully it's a hard decision because all three candidates were great. So, yeah, th- that's a really good overview too, Brenda, of the process. Uh, we talk a lot too about what it's like for the, these technology managers or, or whatever industry they're in to work with an external hiring partner. And that's a, that, that's a whole relationship in and of itself of, of seeing how an external hiring partner can support internal talent acquisition as well. And then the hiring managers working, working with both parties as well. And there's a lot of relationships to navigate and it takes a lot of time too, like you said, of making sure that people are conscious of, Hey, this is the time investment. This is, you're making sure you're finding the right person for the project, for your team. There's a lot of, a lot of time investment that has. There really is. But in the end, it's, you know, going to help out because you're going to have that augmented staff member to your team to actually help out with some of that work that's uh, could get you underwater. So it's a, it, you know, we can definitely mm-hmm. help to navigate that. Love it. And that's actually a great segue into the next question too, Brenda. You talked a little bit in there as well about the, uh, the timing and being able to move quickly through the hiring process for a contract employee, which tends to come up uh, as a hiring scenario in certain situations where there might be a project that you're bringing someone on for. Um, really was hoping that we could dive into some of the differences between contract staffing, there's contract to hire staffing where you can have someone for a contract and then convert them into a full-time employee for your team, or there's direct hire full-time employee staffing as well, uh, going that route. So I was wondering if you could, uh, for our audience, just kind of dive into some of the the pros and cons of of those different options and when contract staffing makes sense. So the contractor and the contract to hire person can actually be two very different things or the same. I mean, we can workflow into that, but true contractors would be someone that can be brought onto the team to help with like a specific project need when the team doesn't necessarily have a long-term need. So there's some flexibility because you can scale up or scale down based on a specific project need. And there's also times when you might have a need for like a niche skill set, specialized skill set right away, and you don't have the time to train someone on that or um, but you do actually have the need for that skill. It's just that you won't need it for a long term project. It's more of a short term need. Um, And then the other thing is, believe it or not, contractors can actually provide a significant cost savings to the organization as a whole because of the reduced costs in like benefits, administrative functions for the onboarding piece. Um, And then we'll switch over to the contract to hire. Um, It's also an added benefit for hiring managers because although they receive 
all the benefits that that we just discussed, they also get the added benefit of reducing some risk by testing out a contractor um, for their skill and compatibility before like converting them to a full-time employee. So they would get the skill assessment and the cultural fit evaluation along with the budget flexibility before moving forward with the official offer to FTE status. And then when they do convert somebody to a full-time employee or want to look into a direct hire type of situation, it typically means they have like a long-term need uh, or a long-term project. Um, someone has you know resigned and we're backfilling for that person. Or there's maybe even a succession plan in place where they want to bring somebody on, make sure that they are trained up before somebody retires. There's so many options for, for direct hire FTE status, as well as those small to mid-sized businesses who may not have a large recruiting uh, team to be able to support uh, full-time hires. So there's there's definitely some benefits and pros to each and every one of those. There's definitely some pros in terms of being able to find the right mix of contract and yes. full-time employees. I imagine too, Brenda, and I wonder if you have any perspective that you could share on this, that it could get to be a little complicated when you're talking about bringing contractors in to, um, you know, to a team culture and really integrating them in with full-time employees. I imagine a lot of the time contractors might be remote too, especially if you're trying to find someone with a really specific skill set. Have you either from your experience or anyone that you've worked with known, found any good tips of, you know, how to really make sure contractors have a positive experience? Sure, the absolutely. The key to that is the relationship with the hiring manager uh, and their team to really understand what the culture of the team is before you place a, a consultant. So you are not only looking at the soft skills of the candidates themselves, but you're also looking at the soft skills of the uh, team that you're trying to provide for making sure that it's going to be that cultural fit so that everyone on the team really genuinely embraces the resource, whether they are a contract or a full-time employee, it won't really matter because that's just a title, right? So you want somebody that's going to fit in with the team that's actually going to augment the staff and, and support them with some good skill because technical skills necessary in order for them to be successful on the team. But you're also going to assess for that cultural fit. Love it. There's so many things to consider in, the, in that process. So thanks for thanks for exploring that a little bit sure. there with me. Appreciate it. Um, you know, you know, we talked a little bit right there about the hiring process of, you know, when you're working with an external partner and the screening and the interviews and all that as well. Um, you mentioned as well the t the timing process for the hiring manager and making sure that they set aside dedicated time, which is huge to make sure uh, that they're that they're moving through the hiring process quickly at the speed that candidates want to be moving at as well. Uh, what other best practices, Brenda, might you have for hiring managers who are looking to bring contract employees? Yeah, I really can't stress this enough. It's it's key to the hiring process to set aside that time to actually interview those top two or three candidates for the job. So blocking out that two to three hours of their week will potentially really end up saving their sanity. And committing to a timeline is not only important for the hiring manager, but believe it or not, it's becoming more of an issue today for top quality candidates because as you can imagine, someone who's sought after as an expert won't be available for two to three weeks patiently waiting for their next offer. That top talent is ready to go to work today, and they want to see that you're ready to make an offer and have them start that project immediately. So typically, that top 10% of our, our, of our talent is really ready for their next project before another project rolls to the final closing. So it's really important to set that time aside and, and have a focused timeline in place for you to have somebody interviewed, offer extended, and onboarding uh, ready to go. 
it, it's a pretty quick succession of steps too. And if you're thinking about wanting to optimize for the, for the candidate experience for this new hire, making sure that they have a positive experience coming in to join your team, having that timeline defined is going to look different for every business. And like you said earlier too, talking about how every organization is going to have their own unique process and technologies and yeah. things like that too. But having that timeline defined make, makes a big difference. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes as well uh, for anyone who's looking to start, uh, you know, setting aside that, that hiring timeline and really establish that. Uh, our CEO, Randy Harris, has a really great blog about how to do that. So I'll drop that in the note for anyone who's curious to learn more. Um, I really think, Brenda, that this is something that we're seeing in the market as well, uh, that it's still it's still a little bit of a candidate market, but starting to shift to even out a lot. I mean, we saw in, in you know, 2020, 2021, uh, you know, people who are really skilled technology professionals might have, you know, three or four offers really quickly. Um, and people would really need to move that much faster if they wanted to secure the contract professionals they yeah. needed for their team. Um, you, you know, are you seeing any sort of changes in the market there that way or, or anything that, that could affect uh, how hiring teams have to move? Well, I, I will say it's it's a give and take, right? So I think that there has to be transparency across the board on both sides. So as I would have the conversation with the hiring manager and say, okay, what's your timeline for bringing this person on? I would then actually have that conversation with the candidate as well. Uh, a lot of times they want to know how long is the interview process going to be? How many interviews are we going to schedule for this particular position? It could be one interview. It could be, you know, one that's a cultural fit, one that's a technical fit. Um, but then, you know, we want to talk about in the end, what is our timeline? So if I were to interview somebody today on February 7th, are we looking to start somebody by February 26th? Because that's the kind of transparency that consultants want. And that's the kind of transparency that I try to get across to the hiring managers as well. So that everybody's on the same page. And then that tends to keep us focused on finding the right person for the position. But it also keeps the candidate warm and excited about joining a particular um, project. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps, keeps, them, keeps them ready. Yeah. Keeps them excited. Uh, and yeah, all that, as we, as you said, too, builds the relationship as well. Um, one other question that I was thinking for you too, Brenda, um, being a recruiter and, and working with so many talented professionals over your career is, I, I imagine lends itself to creating some really great relationships. Uh, you know, you know, from the, from the Canada perspective too, how have you enjoyed that getting to, getting to know people and are there, are there people who are in the industry that you've built really good relationships? The with best the part about my job is honestly the people. So what I share with candidates is there. I'm not just here to talk to you about whether or not you're going to be good for this position. I want to know a little bit more about you. I want to know about what your passions are. I want to know about what your future goals are for your career. Because in the end, what's probably going to end up happening is you're, you're going to be successful on a particular project for me, but I'm also going to know you later in life. So I've had many, many, many times where I have placed a, a candidate at a entry-level position. And then 10 years later, I see them in a management role. And it's a, it's a wonderful feeling, right? Because you've already established a relationship with this person. And then later, they trust you because they've seen how you work on the recruiting side. And now they're a manager and they know that they can count on you to find the right person for them to join their team later in life. So it, it, it's a full circle. Yeah, yeah. It, it, all, it all comes around and that's got to be a rewarding part of the experience too, for sure. Thanks, Brenda. You know, as we, as we kind of look at the whole picture of contract staffing right here uh, from the hiring team and from the candidate side, any closing thoughts that you have or anything that we haven't touched on yet? 
No, I just think that it's it's really important to be transparent. I always say that with people. Um, I love honesty. I love integrity. I love the fact that we can talk through a process with someone and help them to get to where they need to be, whether that's on the hiring side or whether that's, you know, the hiring manager side or the hiring of the candidate side. So full transparency is super important across the entire um, process. I think that's the best way that I can, you know, sum it up for people and just make sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah, love it. And that's such a big part too, I think, you know, in service industries like like recruiting, I think the term trusted advisor gets thrown around a lot, but there's so many layers underneath that to what builds that trust. And I'm really glad you mentioned transparency there too, because uh, when you can have that type of uh, candid relationship with people too, and, and being being honest and really getting to the heart of, of what both parties need um, makes a big sure difference does. as well. So it really goes a long <laughs> way. Love it. Love it. Brenda, Brenda, it was really a joy to have you here on Live with Lighthouse. And uh, the way we always bring the show home is uh, with the question uh, rooted in one of our core values here, which is be a lighthouse, uh, which is all about helping people and helping them find the solutions that they need. So uh, curious if you have someone in mind that you want to give a shout out to who's supported you or helped you learn oh, something gosh. new lately. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. I really appreciate that. And honestly, this might sound a little cheesy, but it's, it is incredibly honest. I am so fortunate to have a team at Lighthouse that has diverse skill sets and strengths that allow us to kind of work very well together. And I'm always wowed by the number of times that one of our teams puts themselves out there to help other organizations and other individuals and and really guide people along with their career paths. So I I would say not one specific person lately. I would say my entire team has really just wowed me lately. Teamwork makes the dream work. Love it. Thanks. Thanks so much, Brenda. And uh, if people want to get in touch with you to learn more about the work that you do, uh, what's the best way for them? Well, they can certainly reach out to me here at Lighthouse anytime, whether it be on LinkedIn, you can uh, email me here. It's pretty easy. It's my first name, last name, (laughs) visas at Lighthouse, uh, lhtservices.com. And you can certainly reach out to me anytime. I'm happy to help. Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Brenda. And I appreciate you coming on to share your expertise with everyone here. Thank you. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks so much to Brenda for joining the show this week. Hope everyone learned something new and we really hope you reach out to us at Lighthouse if you have any questions about contract staffing and how that can support your talent acquisition efforts. I'm really excited for the conversation next week as well. We have Rachel Eastlack from Tech Buffalo coming back to Live with Lighthouse to talk about some of their community-based partnerships and how the tech hub here at Seneca One in Buffalo is reaching out to different communities across Western New York and, and beyond. So really excited for that conversation next week. Hope you'll join us next Thursday. And thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day, everyone.